Welcome to the Anything Goes podcast, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcast from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney, and this is a special episode. This is kind of a last-minute recording that we got going on here, it's, and it's not for a good reason. I, I wish it was under better circumstances that we're doing this recording, but it is what it is. As you can tell from the title, we're doing a Adam West tribute because uh, he had just passed away, and we wanted to spread. We wanted to talk about uh, a few of our favorite memories about him. But I can't do it alone, and I have two guests with me specifically for this. So, gentlemen, who are you? Somebody answer. Who, who are we? Who are you? Who? who? Oh, 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 you, you know. I, I, I mean, ruined it already. What? Have I ruined it? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> There's a microphone in my face. Oh God! <laughs> Have, have I ruined it already? Um, yes. maybe slightly. Okay. And so, who are you? I'm Justin Cirillo. Hi, Justin Cirillo. Hi, Timothy Rooney. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, citizens. Hello, citizens. I'm Chris Maffei of Music of the Mat. Yes. Every- Everybody knows that. I mean, that's the reason you're here, right? I pop the ratings. You do. I mean, I do enjoy whenever you're on here, and I don't, I don't have to do it in, in a shrilly like, oh, I just need it for ratings kind of deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as uh, but like we said, we're talking about Adam West, so we're gonna talk about a few of our memories about him. So let's jump into that right now. When did you first get introduced to Adam West? <clears throat> I don't remember. Here's the thing with me and Batman. I don't remember ever not knowing Batman, mm-hmm. what Batman was, the bat symbol, you know, everything about Batman. I don't remember a time in my childhood where I didn't know what Batman was. It was a thing that was always there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember very clearly when... The Batman 66 TV show became a thing in my life. And it was at a time when I was really, I was going over my grandparents' house a lot Mm. um, during the summer. And I think on, it was either FX or TV Land or maybe even both or both at different times. Mm. They would rerun Batman 66. So that was like, I would just plan my day around being there watching Batman 66 um, and just like my my grandmother had all sorts of like Batman toys that my uncles played with when they were kids so she'd like go digging in the closets and we'd find these these books and these toys and like a toy Batmobile that I played with when I was a kid um, and I would just have all this stuff there and I'd, I'd watch the show and I don't know if I'd seen it prior to that prior to that but during that time in my life was when it made the big impact and when it really like clicked like, Oh wow. Yeah. I really, I always loved Batman, but like, this is something that I really like, this is so cool. Like it takes something I really love, which is like old sitcoms, Mm -hmm. you know, 60s, 70s, 80s sitcoms, 
I love that. That's one of my big interests. One of my big, you know, I my, knew, some, like a Bob Newhart fan. Like, I obviously yeah. tell you that. <laughs> and uh, and it takes that and Batman and just kind of puts it all into like one mesh. And it's like it's so weird and it's so trippy and it's so offbeat and so colorful and it's goofy, but it's Batman. Yeah, and Robin, and Bat on the special episodes on Batgirl. Batgirl when, whenever you'd see Batgirl, Batgirl come by on, on the, the motorcycle, yeah. it'd, it'd always be extra special. Of but course. for me, where Batman begins for me is yeah. with Adam West. Because prior to that, Batman was just like, oh, yeah, it's this. everyone likes Batman, right? It's just it's the thing. It was like going to church. It's like, well, you got, yeah, you got this, you got this, you got Batman. It's like a part of, just a part of everyday life. But that's where I really started to be actively a fan of Batman. And it started with that. And then I kind of went off and explored everything else. It's like, oh, yeah, we do have this Batman 89 VHS. I should probably watch that at some point, you know? And exploring everything else up until present day with Batman, for me... The journey starts, Batman begins for me with Adam West, and he will always be my sentimental Batman because of that, because he hit right at that time in my adolescence where it was just the right time, and that show just kind of took over my life for an extended period of time. So yeah, the fondest memories of Adam West as Batman. Justin? Uh, I have almost the complete opposite memory uh, of what Chris was talking about because I it, when I was a kid I remember hearing about Adam West and probably I watched a couple of the 66 Batman um, uh, episodes mm. but I don't remember it that well I, I'm not sure if it was because I was too young to really get into it, or because I really, for a lot of my childhood, was didn't really like comics a whole that much, even though I always liked the idea of them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, There's funny books out there. They're entertaining. <laughs> I won't read any of them, but I know they're out there, so that's good. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Yes. Oh. <laughs> No, it's like it's like you know, like Chris was mentioning. You, know, you, part of the American culture is you're brought up, you know, hearing about superheroes or Superman, Batman. Uh, nowadays, I, I suppose uh, it's a lot of the Avengers that a lot of the kids are getting, um, you know, indoctrinated about at an early age. Mm-hmm. And Batman, when when I was a kid, at least it was Batman and Superman. If you did not n- know who those two figures were, you were like, "Is this kid, you know, just hiding under a rock all day?" So you hear about that stuff, and you're like, "Okay, this sounds cool," but I just never got into it. Um, until um, I think the the first time I really got into Batman was when the Christopher Nolan movie hit the theaters. Mm -hmm. So, I believe I've watched at least one episode with Adam West. And I've certainly heard my family and my family, my dad and other family members talk about, you know, how much he meant to the character of Batman. Mm Mm-hmm. But where 
or what I really remember Adam West for, and we were talking about this uh, right before we started uh, recording this tonight, is I think a lot of our generation really remembers him and grew attached to him for his work on Family Guy and with the stuff uh, he did with Seth MacFarlane. Mm. And... Which I agree, and he kind of like had a career resurgence because of Family Guy, and thankfully put him back into the zeitgeist, which is something I think he definitely deserved. And much like Chris, when I was introduced to Adam West's Batman, it was funny. Like Chris, I, I there hasn't been a time since when Batman was not part of my life. I can't like my memories do not go far back enough to say, like a time before Batman and a time after knowing of Batman, and. I was lucky enough to be introduced to three very popular forms of Batman at the same time. It was the 60s TV show on reruns on TV Land, uh, Batman 89 because I had it on v, uh, uh, VHS, which then I would later get like Batman Returns Forever and uh, Batman and Robin later on, and the Batman the Animated Series. So, of course, and that'll get any kid. Of course, I mean, like, I mean, because like, and I never questioned how they were different. I never questioned the fact that like, okay. You have the 60s TV show being so uh, offbeat and you, like you, you feel like some jokes like as a kid you kind of wonder like I feel like this is supposed to be saying something like my dad's laughing I'm not I guess maybe one day I'll understand that and then you have Michael Keaton as Batman in Batman 9 with Jack Nicholson and of course you have Kevin Conroy and everybody in the animated series and I just accept them all three of them on the face value now something like I brought up on the last podcast I did with the Spider-Man review is that when it came, when, and we also when we did our tribute to Roger Moore, it's kind of like my feelings on Roger Moore is kind of like how I have the feelings on the '66 Batman TV series. Is that like you like you take it on face value when you're young, you grow up into be an adolescent, and you just want dark and serious and and gritty and, and everything that's remotely silly associated with it. You're like, no, that's not real Batman. My Batman is dark and brooding and everything, and bright Batman. No, no, it's not. That's not. And, and you're just like you want to distance yourself from it altogether. But when you become an adult, everything starts to become like a little more like, you know what? Everything has its own purpose and everything has an own reason. I mean, like kind of like how when I was just getting to college, like Batman Brave and the Bold was on TV. And I didn't give it a chance because it's it's like Bob Kane, like Smiley Batman. And I didn't realize how hilarious that show is. And it's got like very much like the 60s show where it is a comedy, but like everybody plays it so straight that you kind of just like enjoy it for it, for the zaniness. Same thing that I have with Roger Moore, uh, James Bond movies. Sure, they were a little more lighthearted compared to like Timothy Dalton and Daniel Craig. And the 60s Batman show is like, all right, I understand it is a parody of Batman and it is a hilariously written comedy show. And you just go along with the ride. Like, I like, I don't care that Cesar Romero didn't shave his mustache and put the, and the Joker makeup on top of it. And Burgess Meredith, quack, 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 uh, hobbling around and such. An egghead. Uh... You know, I'm having, like, Vietnam flashbacks when it comes to, like, <laughs> you and Egghead, you know that. <laughs> I love Egghead. I mean... I, I, I just, I, I mean, I can't say no. I don't want this to turn into an Egghead podcast, but, I mean, a big part of me loving that show is just being completely just taken aback by Egghead and just how ridiculous he was. Everything about him. Vincent Price. Oh, my God. A genius. Yes. He was excellent. <laughs> I mean, hell, the two my two favorite egghead moments were A, when we're in 
the Island 16 uh, here on Long Island, seeing Man of Steel, and he's like, you know what? I want Zack Snyder to do a dark and gritty version of Egghead in one of these DC movies someday. We didn't get that, but we did get an Egghead cameo briefly in the Lego Batman movie. And I've never been happier in my entire life. And this is like after the Michael Jackson reference at the head of the movie, too. So they were appealing to me at all angles. Yeah, so I mean, like, I thought I was having a good time, but like, what's the... I was having an out-of-body experience in in the Lego Batman movie. I mean, like, kids are cheering up, I'm like, I think you were like the beating star in the theater that night right there. Oh, yeah. And so what were your, like, this is... You've watched the 60s TV show. Like, what are your favorite, like, Adam West moments on that show? And then Justin will ask you some of your favorite Family Guy moments when it comes to Adam West. It may sound weird, but just any moment of Batman and Robin riding in the Batmobile. Because when I think of that show, that's what pops into my mind. Because mm. that car is gorgeous. Yes. Like, it's a gorgeous Batmobile. And I'm not a big car guy, but like any Batmobile, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Mm. I'm, like I'm into the DeLorean. Like right. I'm into it. Uh, but just any moment of them either, you know, leaving... Uh, the Bat Cave, mm. and you see the Gotham City 14 miles sign, yeah. or just kind of like in Gotham City itself. Just any moment of them in the Batmobile is like it does. They don't have to be fighting anyone. They don't have. It doesn't have to be any wacky dialogue. Doesn't have to be anything. Just that in and of itself was just like wow. I love this show. Mm. Just like anytime I'm watching Back to the Future, I see the DeLorean going 88 miles per hour. I'm like wow. I, I love this movie. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. It it does. It's so simple, but it's the little the littlest thing that makes me that that's what I think of, and that's my my first memory, my first callback to the show. As in terms of a more specific thing, the first time I saw Batman and the Green Hornet crossover. Oh yeah, and just kind of seeing Batman against like kind of his you know almost like a mirror image in a way. Mm. It's like there's this other show going on with the same dynamic between, you know, the Green Hornet and Kato, Batman and Robin. And just to see him kind of there with the Green Hornet and see them interact, two completely opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of character Mm. and the tones of those shows. And to see that, I was like, what is happening here? (laughs) This is so cool. And then then I got really into the Green Hornet and then I loved that show. And then I was like, wow, this is really – that was my first exposure to like comics crossovers. Mm-hmm. And I thought the Green Hornet for years. I thought the Green Hornet was a bigger deal than he was. I was like, oh yeah, you just got, because associated. Yeah, with that, I was right? like, oh yeah. Well, you got you know you got the the Green Lantern, you got the Green Arrow. Of course, the Green Hornet's in there somewhere. And then Seth Rogen happened. Happened, unfortunately. Um, we're not going to talk about that. No, not today, anyway. Wait, so you're you're saying even fifty years ago, DC TV shows were crossing over themselves? Yes. yes. Wow. Well. Technically not DC, though. Yeah, I mean, it was Green DC. Hornet, is in Green Hornet Dark Horse? Oh, I have a Green Hornet, like, graphic novel on, like, on my dresser right now, and I forget the publisher of it. But, and it, sure, like, at the time, it was a DC's comics, at least association, but it was not done by Warner Brothers. Okay. It was done by 20th Century Fox at that time, because Fox, uh, okay. and that's why the Fox holding of the Fox production of the TV show is why we had problems with getting the 60s TV show on on home video for years because of rights issues between 20th Century Fox and Warner Brothers. But, go on. You know, Fox really just likes to just ruin comic properties. I mean, uh, (laughs) X-Men. Let's just look across the board. I mean, if Gotham's their most successful example, 
You know, that's not the most spotless show either. No. You know, it's a show I do enjoy. But uh it, it is batshit crazy though. Oh yeah. It's like I don't want to say it's like if the sixties show was happening now, because it's totally not. No. That's more like an updated 60s version of the 60s show would be the Schumacher films, right? Yeah. Everyone kind of accepts that. But this is like, has a lot of the wackiness, the wacky spirit, especially in characters like Barbara. I see that a lot in Barbara. Well, she's the spirit of the 60s show. But she's like become like a full blown psycho in that show. And, yeah. And, and, and it's like relishing in the fact that she's a villain at this point. Yeah. But in her performances, I just, I get a spirit in her performance that reminds me of the 60s show and kind of harkens back to it. And that's why I think, I think that's why I've stayed with the show. Cause I like what they're doing with Bruce and I like the spirit that I get from characters like Barbara and, and Cobblepot. Mm. Um, but, but back to Adam West. Yes. Uh, I mean, just, just the visuals on that show. Like you can't look at that show and then just have your attention diverted somewhere else. Like no. you, have to look around that sh- look around the set look at all the little details it's so colorful it's so so like it's not realistic at all no and that's what's great about it because it just looks like a comic book with humans yes happening on earth and one of the, lo- the loveliest things about that show is that like now because i always two things i always wanted from it is a a red phone a light yeah. that lights up and yes. see a William Shakespeare uh, statue. <laughs> lift, the open, head up. lift the head up and I open it. the thing, yeah. So I can open a door to some secret passageway in my life. Uh, so I will own those two things one day. What, when, where, I do not know. But oh, that is that a would, fucking that, that would be so awesome. Have, yes. it, have a little Shakespeare bust to just open just a door. Re- I mean, hell, on comic book men, the character, like the, the characters, the actors, like uh, the guys who run the comic book store for Jan Sire Bob's uh, Secret Stash in New Jersey. They got a, a huge Batman fan came in and said, "Hey, you should see my Batcave." And it was literally that's how they got into his Batcave. <laughs> that's awesome. Like, and he's a contractor, so like he ha- and he's like his whole like basement is like all Batman stuff. So he's got like stuff in glass, and he pops the head, the statue back, opens up, and it's like a secret passageway into like a, his home movie theater. And he, he's got a he's got like a Dark Knight uh, costume that was in glass and everything. It's kind of like how the Batman Forever had like those costumes, like uh, uh, not on bat hangers or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, I like Batman. <laughs> oh man! But Justin, your Adam West Family Guy memories. You know when I I first started watching Family Guy, um, I think I was up in college at Oswego, mm-hmm. um, and the summer afterward, I went through the first couple of seasons of Family Guy, um, and it's amazing how often. He is a recurring character on that show. He makes his first appearance in season two, mm-hmm. and they they bring him back every couple of episodes or so, but he always manages to steal the episode that he's in. Yeah. Um, I love how he's the mayor. Of course. Because... He's not like playing the mayor. He's like Adam West he, as the mayor. Yeah. He, he doesn't play another character. He plays himself... Often doing the most ridiculous, zaniest, crazy things. So I, I really, yeah, it takes a certain amount of humility to just play a role that is just a parody of yourself. Yeah. And, and oh, go on. 
No, you, you can't. Uh, no, uh, and like two of my favorite moments was like somebody was like yelling outside the office of Adam West because he, he has his window open in in his in mayor office of City Hall. It's like, all right, Cohawk, you want to do that? Two can play that game. Oh, so it's yelling back at whoever is yelling at him, and, and that has no relation to his situation whatsoever. And another is when uh, Peter and his family become super uh, uh, villains with powers at one point. And Adam West is like, you know what? I have to stop him one way or another. So he goes to a toxic waste dump and just says, stop, drop and rolls in toxic waste and just immediately cut to a hospital. And he's like in the ICU and like, oh, you have terminal cancer, sir. And it's like, it's like and Brian runs to China really quick to find a cure. Runs right back. He's like, nope, no cure there. And, uh, and, and thinking about this, like this is not his first foray into animation. Like I mentioned before, like he was on Batman the Animated Series as – a character called the Grey Ghost, and I think that's why I'm wearing the Grey Ghost T-shirt right now. And like that, he was kind of an inspiration for the Kevin Conroy Batman in that show. And that's another thing when I didn't know it was Adam West. It was not until years later when I got back into the, into the animated series when I got the DVDs, and I realized, why do I know that voice? Wait for the credits, saw his name, and there's another parody of himself he did in animation. He was on Fairy Odd Parents as Catman. Oh, that's right. Yes, I was just thinking about that. I'm I like, remember that. And I'm like, episode. wait, Catman. I'm like, like I'm just having like a nuclear explosion in my head when I'm coming this realization while oh, you're bringing man. up. Oh man, I have to pull up the video of that as soon as we stop in. <laughs> as soon as stop recording, I. Now that you mention it, yes, I very yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm just like, uh, just remembering how, like, because oh, you, you probably like the fact of like humility and being a parody of himself, and I'm like, wait, Catman. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's funny because when I was thinking about all the stuff he did on Family Guy, I was thinking, wasn't there a time where he, like, parodied Batman on Family Guy? And then you brought that up. And I must have been thinking about that Fairly Odd Parents episode. Right. That I probably confused for Family Guy. a Family Guy appearance. But, yeah, now that you mention it, that that's so correct. You know – I was um, – my girlfriend's a big fan of Bonanza. She loves the show Bonanza. So we watch it like almost like every week, like every Tuesday. It's like our Bonanza night. And um, the other week – That's we were, adorable, by the way. We, were, oh, <laughs> we are pretty adorable. That's, that's, <laughs> Go on. <stop. laughs> and uh, we were watching an episode the other week and Adam West <gasps> was a villain. Oh my! And I, I like, I flipped out. I was like, "Oh my god, that's that's Adam West." So you know, and she's a little bit younger than me, so she's, so she's like, "Oh, is that is that him, really him?" You know, I didn't. Oh look, <laughs> Catman! <laughs> wow, completely forgot about that until now. <laughs> but go on. But yeah, it was, and like he, and he was, he was a villain on the show, and he, and he like shot and killed someone. I was like, "No, no he's Batman. What is, what are you doing?" Oh, you know, and, man. and and it's hard to see Adam West be a villain and portray anything other than the bright night of course you know and it's so but i was geeking out because because it's adam west and he just has this delivery and just this way of he's just so he's such a he has such a presence about him that you're you're just instantly drawn to him and he's a big big part of the reason that 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 show worked yeah because if he if if he if his performance was not 100 percent on the money the show would have failed and and a few of my favorite memories when it comes to the show and this, the movie that they did is, of course, the one thing that we, you and I will always quote, Miss Kitka, his, <laughs> when, when Selena Kyle's in disguise as a Russian diplomat 
and falls in love. <laughs> and when she's unmasked at the end of it in the submarine, and he's like, Batman, like, she's on the floor and he's looking at her and he looks up into the camera <laughs> and the romantic music that they were listening to early in the movie, dancing, everybody stops like a good 30 seconds so Bruce can have this moment. And then like, Robin has like, Batman, he's like, I'm okay, Robin. And then he immediately gets back to business there. Um, so I'm saying Miss Kitka. Um, you know, I, I, that's, that's my favorite moment too. Forget, forget <laughs> everything I said. I wasn't even thinking of the movie. Uh, I, oh man, that, I love that. I mean, I always say like one of the final things that will, and I said this recently before Adam West passed away, like one of the final things that will fire off my synapses in my last day, I will hear the band playing on the pier when he's trying to get rid of the bomb in this, the movie and him saying, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> And him just running around with the giant fuse uh, uh, lit as he's running around as a woman's pushing the baby carriage at the nuns at the ducks and everything. And my favorite uh, moment when it comes to TV shows from the actually from the first story uh, when the Riddler uh, has a lawsuit against Batman. He has to reveal his identity in court in order to uh, defend himself. But before before that happens, they kind of try and spy on him before, and they try to stall before the court case actually comes about. He goes to a nightclub. Robin's outside in the car because he's not yet old enough to go into the go-go bar. Um, he gets an orange juice that's laced with alcohol and gets really drunk. Robin gets kidnapped and, they, and by Riddler and his goons. They try and steal the Batmobile, but it's booby-trapped, so they just drag Robin away. Batman stumbles out of the go-go bar and gets in the Batmobile, and he's like trying to start the car. And he just slurs like, I gotta save Robin! As he's clinging to the steering wheel. And the two cops come up to him like, you're not going anywhere, Batman. I think you've had enough. He's like, I gotta save Robin. And he plants his head against the steering wheel. And to see a drunk Batman played by Adam West is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in the world. And one of the last things I'll say is that some people at conventions, like, I know Doctor Who, they do this. is like, if there's a big speech of a of, of certain doctor and there's another doctor, an actor who played the doctor at a convention, they'll have him read their speech out so we can see what their mannerisms and how they would portray those speech. Like, I, I know Colin Baker's read the Rings of Akraton speech that Matt Smith did. And somebody did that very similar with Adam West, that they took a, an excerpt from the Dark Knight Returns comic book and have Adam West read it, synced up with, like, an, a digitized version of the comic and put music underneath it and it's like Adam West reading like you have a mother punk everybody has a mother and it's just reading like the the Frank Miller's words and it's just fantastic and I love the fact that when the Batman movie is being made like when the idea is being thrown around it was an adaptation of Dark Knight Returns and Adam West was uh, campaigning to be that because I'm the only Batman I'm older now I could play this Bruce Wayne but any final thoughts you have on Adam West and his his life yeah. Um, well, first I want to say that, you know, when I was when I was really super into the Batman 66 show, mm. it wasn't a cool thing to be into. No. Especially, you know, at least, you know, the people, you know, at my school or whatever, you know, the kids in my school. It, I, I was very alone in my love of that show, at least as far as I knew. Mm. You know, someone else may have been watching it, but I, I just had no clue. But I was very out there. I've always been very out there with the stuff that I'm into and, like, put it out there. And, you know, you'd get you get kind of teased. Oh, yeah, you're like a you know, stupid show, blah, 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 right. blah. And now it's so interesting to see these days how the tides have turned, how it's such an accepted, oh, yeah, Batman 66. Oh, yeah, it's the classic. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone loves it now. Everyone has – everyone accepts it. Everyone – 
you know, loves it for what it is. You know, everyone holds Adam West in high regard, and that could be a lot due to Family Guy, you know, kind of getting him in there, getting people familiar with him. And it's like, oh, yeah, he played Batman. Let me check this out. Let me see what this is about. It's still in reruns. It's still going to have its legacy. You know, the the even just the gifts of Batman <laughs> with the bomb yes. or something that's going to keep that legacy or alive. Or surfing Batman with Joker. Or, sur- or, yeah, or the bat shark repellent or <laughs> you know, things like that. That people, it's a joke. It makes us laugh. That's what the show is. But it's also Batman. And there's a Batman for any mood you're in, yeah. for any phase of your life that you're in, for any, you know, your own personal taste. There's a Batman for you. And for me, for a big chunk of my childhood, it was Adam West Batman. And I'm so glad that you know, he lived a long life. He did a lot of cool stuff. Um, even most more recently, they did a new animated movie. Yeah, which, which Dakota and I did a review of it, Return of the Cape Crusaders. It is a beautiful love letter to the 60s show. The one, Did you watch it? I haven't, but I've heard reviews. There's one moment where the bad guys have taken over a TV station, and they're operating the big studio cameras from the 50s, or the 60s, I should say, and they're about to have a fight. And one of the bad guys puts his hands on the, on the controls on the side of the camera and says, and it says, talk show, fight scene. And he switches the camera to fight scene and the camera immediately does Dutch tilt. And, and then the whole rest of the animation is like Dutch tilt for the rest of the fight, which I thought was beautiful. But go on. That's, oh, that's, that's fun. I, I, I'm going to watch that now. Like now it's like, okay, now I'm going to kind of go into Adam West mode and like DVR episodes of the show. Mm. I'm sure I'll, I'll watch the movie at some point. There's also another, there was a, uh, a TV movie. In the early 2000s, Return of the Batcave. Return of the Batcave. Uh, the Misadventures of Adam and Bert. Yeah. And it's on YouTube. Really? I'm probably going to watch that this weekend. Uh, it's because I remember watching it and like I taped it when it was on, you mm-hmm. know, back in the day. I remember loving it because it's like it's Adam and Bert and they're on their own kind of wacky adventure. But then you get flashbacks to clips, not of the actual 60s show, but right? it's it's a yeah, it's like a. It's like, kind of like a biopic, you know, like a musician biopic or whatever. It's like that type of production, but it's of the Batman 66 series. And you get to see these actors portraying Adam West and Burt Ward and everyone behind the scenes. And really, it's really interesting way to tell the story of not only Adam West, but everyone else involved in, in the show. And I'm sure some of it is, you know, less than accurate. But it's just, I remember being really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things I'm going to go back to and watch. Um, and... Closing, I mean, I just – I talked about the legacy of, you know, how that uh, – the 60s Batman is going to live on forever. And my nephews are super into Batman. Like they <laughs> – I couldn't be any more proud of them. They love Batman so you much. I your influence. And, you know, I think a lot of – because I didn't do anything to – you know, did I think it was just a lot of them being able to play with a lot of my old toys whenever, you know, whenever they come over and they get to – you know, they say, oh, Batman, what's this? So then after that, everything is like, even like my mom and everyone buys them Batman stuff because they love Batman. So I don't, it happened. I didn't force it to happen, but I can't wait to at some point show them the 60s Batman and see what they think of that. Because, you know, some might think, oh, maybe it's too dated for kids now. But I was a kid and I fell in love with it. Right. In the late 90s, early 2000s, whenever it happened. So... I think it's one of those things that is going to be timeless and people are going to, for years to come, people are going to remember that Adam West was the bright knight. And I love that he has that distinction. Yeah. He's the bright knight. Yeah. And Justin, your final thoughts? I think uh, we have to really give um, a lot of appreciation to Adam West because he, and really that TV series in general has um, 
it's given birth to all this Batman craze that's been going on. Um, ever since. Really, ever since. Uh, it's funny. You know, when we were growing up, Batman was in that eh, kind of iffy phase as far as movies go, at least. Mm. Um, with uh, the, the, you know, the really bad Arnold Schwarzenegger stuff and the Jim Carrey as the Riddler and just a whole lot of Joy stuff. Gasm. <laughs> just a whole lot of stuff that, you know, my parents, you know, had watched the movies and they're like, it's, it's, it's not good. Don't watch it. Right. So I, I never end up. They're shitty. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're still shitty. <laughs> um, so I never got a chance to to watch them. And after hearing your reviews of them, you know, and you sort of, for the most part, take them for what they are. Yeah. I mean, like, like I know, like, it, it probably it drives people off the wall, but, like, I really love Batman 89. I enjoy right. Batman Returns. It has its problems, yeah, for sure. I prefer Batman Forever over Batman Returns. I know I yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that at one point, and some fans gonna hit me for that. I think Batman and Robin as like one of the greatest unintentional comedies ever made. <laughs> like The Room, just been made with a hundred like uh-huh. million dollar budget, hundred million dollar budget. Wow! Yeah. You want to tell me why so? You meant to tell me so, and my voice just slips into tell me so accent. Like, ha ha ha! What a story, Mark. That's uh, not funny. <laughs> so, wow. Well, that was a Freudian uh, situation if I ever saw one or ever heard one, I should say. And yeah, and, and of course, like, when we were in Oswego, whenever it was like cold out, which was 90% of the time oh, we were yeah. up there, uh, it, it was not that, it was blistering hot. And like, whenever it was cold, like, we'd always make Arnold Schwarzenegger ice puns when we were at school. Like, we'd enter the suite and be like, what killed the dinosaurs? The, the Ice, ice Age! Age. Yeah, so that that's really where Batman was at when when I was growing up, and you know we laugh about it now, but I mean I'm sure you know people who really appreciated um, Batman at the time were like these movies are the best we can do. Yeah, and yeah, it, it's kind of like where Star Wars fans were at with with the prequels, right? You know, the, we, you knew you could get something better. Right. I mean, every fandom has a moment like you think of like, all right, you had Superman movie, you had Batman 89, which were two titan examples. Then mm-hmm. you had Marvel movies, which were done super cheap. Like you had the Captain America movie or the Fantastic Four made by uh, Roger Corman. They were pretty atrocious, but it wasn't until like Blade, X-Men, and finally Spider-Man when yeah. Marvel was like, you know what? We can play in the big leagues too. Like, look what Batman has done. Batman Robin has become. This is what Marvel movies are going to do. And then you have... Continue on until this day. Right, and... Just going off, you know, my very bare memories of the the TV series, it's kind of impossible to compare it to something like um, the Dark Knight series that that Nolan did. Mm -hmm. And to an extent... You could say the same thing about Gotham. Some aspects of the show are definitely, like, really crazy, really nutty, and you're kind of like... What am I watching? What What am <laughs> I watching? Because even when you compare... Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's the bigger question in that situation. Why am I watching this? It, it's like, it hypnotizes you. It got renewed. How? Then you see, like, Legends of Tomorrow is renewed. It's like, oh, 
Well, everything's renewed. Except yeah. for the show you like. Hey-ho. But e- even in comparison to um, the DC shows that CW does, Gotham, at least from the first half of the series that I watched, was completely different from all of those in terms of, you know, just the tone, mustache-twisting, <laughs> you know, devious villainry going on in that show. Um, so I guess from that point, it's similar to how the, the 60s Batman series went down. Yeah. If I'm remembering it correctly. Um, and taking other people's memories of the show correctly. Yeah, I mean, it's like you have like a the Gotham TV show is like an amalgamation of like the Tim Burton like aesthetics. Yeah. But the tone of like the 60s show done today and it's a weird soup and you're just like, like, I don't know. If, I don't think that goes together, but it's kind of. And there's also that mix of that Nolan type realism to it as well. Yeah, it, despite like some of the really daffy moments yeah, exactly. of like a guy high on venom running with an ATM over his shoulder after he just crushed somebody yeah. and drinking all the milk in the store, so you're like, this is really strange. The um, the next season of Legends of Tomorrow is going to be based around like the concept of time kind of like hemorrhaging on itself. Okay. They screwed up something, and there's like. It's, like, present day, but there's dinosaurs and, like, all sorts of weird crap all happening together. At least that's my understanding of it. That's what Gotham is to me. It's, like... They should have dinosaurs? No. (laughs) They should have a giant penny somewhere. Yes, they should. But that's what Gotham is to me. It's, like, a little bit of this Batman, a little bit of that Batman, a little bit of this Batman. And the the spirit of Batman's... A little conversation, a little more action, please. (laughs) No, I don't know what Joseph's 11. (laughs) Uh, but I mean, there's a little bit of everything in that show and the spirit of Batman 66. I try to keep that in mind when I watch it, because if I didn't, and I was just like, I want a serious Batman show. This is stupid. Right. But I, I, I can't say that and then go and be like, oh yeah, Batman 66. That's what my entire, you know, life is built. On. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't say that. So you like got, you got to the kettle, kettle black. In that yeah. Point. So you, you gotta, you gotta give it to it. But, but no, I mean, the influence of Batman 66 will still be felt. I, Batman will live on forever. And I'm sure at some point there will be another Batman 66 and you trace it right back to Adam West. Yeah. I mean, I hope, because I know they, were, they wanted to do a sequel to Return of the Cape Crusades, the animated movie that came out last year. I hope that's already been done. I hope it's already been recorded, because I think that, I mean, granted, if we only get the Return of the Cape Crusades, I think that's a lovely tribute to yeah. the 60 show, and it could end like that. I'm just being very selfish, and of course I would love one more outing of yeah. those two together. So, anyway, I'll, uh, any final thoughts? Real, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, just, you know, my thoughts go out to all of Adam West's family and, and his loved ones. And, you know, he seemed like he lived a great life, you know, 88 years old. Mm. Um, and I hope he didn't, you know, suffer too much mm. with his leukemia and everything like that. Uh, apparently, according to reports, it was, you know, it was a quick bout. And um, in his sleep, I think he passed, right? Oh, did he? Oh, all right. Well, but like, yeah, but it was because of... yeah. Leukemia. Yeah, and um, he, you know, what he did meant a lot to me as a kid, 
and still continues to mean a lot to me. And I grew up with that him as my definitive Batman. And, you know, since then I've gone on to love many, many other Batman properties. Mm. That'll always be the one where it's like, yep, I have those memories. They're firmly implanted in me and that'll always mean a lot to me. So Adam West definitely means a lot to me. Uh, same uh, as Chris said in regards to um, the sympathy extended to his family. Um, you know, after everyone we lost in 2016, mm. you know, losing Adam West in 2017 would seem a little um, harsh. But I think the important thing to remember here is he lived a great life. Mm. He died at a uh, pretty old age. Mm. He lived a complete life. Um, so, and from all accounts, a, a pretty wonderful life as well. So, it's a life well lived. Mm. One probably without that many regrets, and that's all you can ask for. Mm. And also, just remember, nobody messes with Adam Wee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... He is. He will always be the Bright Knight. He will always be a iteration of Batman, and he will go down history as one of the three B's of the 1960s: Beatles, Bond, and Batman. And he is at the forefront of that. So, Adam West, thank you for flying the flag of, of Batman when at a time of comic books it was not doing a good was not doing well because of Frederick Worm and the seduction of the innocent in the 1950s and all the big scare and the comics code that happened. And I think because of the 60s show being so popular and so many eyes were brought upon Batman again and sure it was a different take on how Batman was but it was like alright there's an example of what Batman is right now and then everybody like you had Julie Schwartz you had uh, you had Denny O'Neill you had Neil Adams he had so many writers come after like okay that was a version of Batman here's our version of Batman and that's led to everything to we have till today and he helped create the first Batmania yeah the first big Batmania of Batman becoming a cultural icon so Everything that happens from there, it's we have to thank Adam West. Mm-hmm. He was the gray ghost. He was our bright knight. Thank you, Adam West. Gone too soon, and we'll always remember you. You're going to do the theme song? No, because no, because the 66 uh, Batman theme is going to be the theme song for this episode. Oh. Mm-hmm. Sorry. If that makes you feel any better. Not really, but I feel good knowing that the, the 66 Batman theme is yes. in the episode because I, I like that. Of course. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. So. I did a cover of it for Holy Batcast. Yes, you did. That for, was fun. For, their, for the YouTube For YouTube. Channel. For YouTube. Go check it out, people. 
And uh, yeah, so I guess we should uh, get back. To nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 